Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one last plot holes and gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy With your friend Steve and Izzy They created the perfect specimen A replicant God created man in six days, we took longer. Engineered for maximum strength and total obedience. Good morning, number one. Today we're going to cover the basics. How to sit, stand, and stop. Impressive, isn't he? He's exceeding expectations. He was made to find a killer. When he's ready, you'll help him develop. Then you'll see if he can lead you to the killer. A killer he was cloned from. Possible homicide in progress, mother and infant. <laughs> Vehicles in the area. I've seen what he's able to do firsthand, and if this thing turns out to be anything like the original, we're gonna regret it. Face to face. What are you? Genetic double. We are the same. Fist to fist. It's Van Dam versus Van Dam. Jean-Claude Van Damme, Michael Rooker, Replicant. What makes you think you can take me, huh? I can read your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is... Everything, Everything I learned from movies. movies. And tonight... It's Jean-Claude Van Dammuary! Indeed. And it's 2001's Replicant. I had never even heard of this movie. Neither have I. Uh, thankfully, Amazon Prime uh, basically... <laughs> it knows our taste. They, yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> they have some Jean-Claude Van movies out because of the new Prime series Jean-Claude Van Johnson. Yeah. Which is... Well, we have a mini-episode coming up about it shortly. But uh, <laughs> they have certain Jean-Claude movies on Prime, and others they took off Prime for some reason, just to be dicks this month. <sighs> um, <laughs> but more on that later. Uh, but Replicant was one of them. Never heard of it. Mm-mm. It, it did not disappoint. Did not disappoint. Uh, again, from 2001. Director Ringo Tam. Oh, wait. Who's he, Steve? Ah, sorry. Stumbling over my words. If I had something to... What my whistle was. Are you are you feeling a little parched, babe? Mm, yeah. If you if you reach behind you, <gasps> what's that? You will see a little beverage you may remember schlepping on your back all the way from Utah. On my back, except for when I had to check in luggage because it's over a three ounce can. <laughs> but uh, for oh my me, god, what if they made a bunch of three ounce cans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring aboard a forty eight pack. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, but yes, from Uinta Brewing in Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Baba Black Lager. Yeah! Nice little 12-ounce can with a pretty little sheep on the front. Mm-hmm. And just pop the top. Oh, my top! <laughs> there we go. And the pour. Mmm. This is a dark lager. Indeed. Yeah, this looks like a stout. It is quite dark. It's got, ooh, it's got some really pretty ruby highlights. Mm. Nice, uh, light khaki colored head. Smells very roasty. Mm-hmm. But it also has a little bit of that lageriness to it. Steve's got in for the taste. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's definitely got that uh, smooth lager malt forward taste, but it definitely has like a little bit of like the, yeah, the roasted malts on the back, a little, little notes of like coffee. It's almost yeah. like a Rauk lager. Uh, Rauk lager. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah got a little smokiness to li- it too. Yeah, the, yeah, you get the smokiness from the uh, the char on the on the dark malts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta say, I really am enjoying this can. Not only does it have a cute little sheep on it, right. but around the top is a uh, it's a compass. Yeah. yeah, yeah, north, south, east, west, and even has a nice little uh, thing on the side where it's like, yeah, yeah, low hops, high malt flavor, light body, yeah. dark color, yeah. and it goes well with anywhere. Mm. Winter brewing. Yeah. Mm, good stuff. Hey, there are some great beers coming out of Utah, and if you are not paying attention, that's a shame. Go get yourself some Utah beers. Indeed. Utah! Woo! Not, not just Mormons. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Utah, not just for Mormons anymore. Yes. So, Replicant. Replicant. This um, movie was amazing. Indeed. Uh, again, from director Ringo Lam. Who's he, Steve? <laughs> He's the director of City on Fire. Uh, he also directed that uh, Jackie Chan movie, Twin Dragons, yeah. oddly enough, also dealing with multiple action stars in one movie of the same person. <laughs> uh, he also did Maximum Risk with uh, yeah. Jean-Claude and uh, Natasha Henstrich from Species. Uh, he did... he'd also done Maximum Conviction. <laughs> uh, if only. Um, and then this movie and uh, another Jean-Claude movie called In Hell. Uh, but Ooh. yeah, obviously a bit of a martial arts guy. <laughs> Uh, this movie stars Jean-Claude Van Damme in a dual role, as the trailer hints at. Yeah. Uh, not only is he, <laughs> what, what do they call him, the Human Torch? or uh, The Torch. Yeah, the Torch. Uh, basically a serial killer sets people on fire. Oh no, he's a guy who specifically targets mothers of young boys, murders them, and then lights them on fire, and leaves the children there during the fire. He has a very specific MO. By the way, I'm not going to lie. I like Jean-Claude as a villain. He does yeah. a good villain. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, there was some real acting being done in this movie. Which, yeah. I, I mean, everybody knows probably my favorite Jean-Claude movie is Double Impact. Because yeah. Double the Van Damage. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, uh, plus, you get to see him one. wearing a lot of lavender. <laughs> you see him wear women's underwear. A lot of other F-bombs dropped in that movie. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, in this one, he plays, you know, the, the menacing serial killer. And then also a simple clone replicant of said serial killer. and He's a little beaten puppy. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely got, like, the wide-eyed, like, what? Did I do something wrong? Because he, he doesn't know. Yeah. Uh, also stars another great, great veteran actor, Michael yeah. Rooker. Yeah, uh, now, now a bunch of you out there are going, who is he, Stephen, is he? Oh, he's uh, Merle? Merle. Merle from Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Uh, he's also, um, speaking of serial killer movies, in one of the best of all time, Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. Yeah. He's the star of that one. 
but yeah, you you know him. He oh, plays oh. a great bad guy, and in kind of a swapping role, he plays the cop. Yeah, yeah. Yondo from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. There yeah. you go. Yeah, that's Michael Rooker. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> yes, that's the one. Uh, so we start off. Jean Claude is in a house, and he's. Oh, yeah, ridiculous oh, yeah, wig on. Yes. Yeah, oh my god. So Jean Claude, when he's the serial killer, is wearing a long black haired wig. And leather jacket mm-hmm. kind of looks like Tommy Wiseau. It's pretty fucking hilarious. It really does look like Tommy Wiseau, <laughs> and I'm into it. Uh, and I think we start off with a 911 call. A uh, woman's calling in. Someone just broke into her house. Someone's in my house. My baby's here. He's coming for me. And then this guy just walking up because it's kind of behind the the shot. Uh, and she's just freaking out like, "Oh, please, what, what are you, what are you doing here?" And drop kicks her. And yeah, it gets brutal. Yeah, but she starts, also does nothing to get away. Nothing. She just fucking takes Curls it. Curls up in the corner, like doesn't even try like running side to side, and or even like, what's that over there? I'm no. sorry. Whenever I watch these movies, I'm always like, huh, maybe she deserves it then. Oh. She's not willing to fight for her life. Oh, that's harsh. But <laughs> yeah, I know I'm a horrible human being. But this is just like I'm always just like, bitch, fight. You know what, honey? They would never take me alive. There you go. <laughs> let that be let that be a warning to all of you out there who would think of breaking into our house beating her up and setting her on fire while children watched yeah mm, you ever know. tried putting a cat into a bathtub <laughs> it's gonna be like that except for this cat's close to 200 pounds <laughs> you know i'm losing weight oh <laughs> you're so big yeah, uh, so yeah, there's a whole scene where he's like putting the baby away in the crib and stuff while he's setting the house on fire and uh, the 911 call comes in and uh, Michael Rooker uh, he's basically <clears throat> excuse me uh, he's basically chasing him down in the car gets to where the fire started and like alright, we need to go up there, they take the elevator up smoke kind of fills the uh, elevator car, he's like, it's him he's here, he's close by and uh, so break down the door and apartment's on fire here's a kid crying in the other room so Michael Rooker runs over there grabs him has to go out the window so he's out on like the ledge next to the Transformers which is potentially more dangerous I would think (laughs) a little electrocution possibility out there but then he notices someone going down the fire escape and it's him it's a serial killer oh shit he sees me hides behind a Transformer with the baby (laughs) but then yeah by the way that kid's face was 100% oh. and every scene was just like where is my mother who is this motherfucker yeah whenever Jean-Claude is like walking up to him like wearing the wig and stuff as the serial yeah. killer he's like looking off screen like what 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 is who is this man I, <laughs> I need an adult right <laughs> it's pretty bad <laughs> it's great uh but yeah then there's uh yeah eventually uh, R- Rooker gets like down the street level and he's like he's here he was just here uh, white man, mid thirties, black tra- uh, black leather coat, blah blah blah. Get, get, get out of there and find him. Yeah. From there, basically, he follows the uh, the trail where like where he last seen him and knows there's a bus, so he hops on a city bus and he's like looking around. And he thinks he sees him, uh, so he tells the bus driver, uh, "Don't worry, everybody. It's a standard procedure. Don't go about your business." Just checking. Uh, him and the bus driver walk off, and that's when Jean Claude knows the jig is up. So he tells everybody, "Up against the wall! Uh, don't look at me! Don't look at me!" Um, <laughs> so they get up against the wall. He goes running off, and there's a chase, and 
my coworker follows him down into like the parking lot and Jean-Claude's like already in a car <laughs> and uh, Michael worker's like looking around the corner and he's like kind of scary like doesn't know exactly where he is something distracts him and then he hears a car coming behind him and Jean-Claude and like the yeah. station wagon and then Michael Rooker's running away and this is one of the coolest stunts in the whole movie like oh, Michael yeah. Rooker or stunt double or whatever jumps up like on a chain link fence as the car hits it yeah. and like knocks him like over the car and it's pretty fucking awesome it's pretty fucking <laughs> it, awesome it looked like somebody got bruises that day that's what it looked yeah, like yeah there were some really good stunts yeah, this, this whole movie yeah. had some really good stuff. Oh, yeah. He, he does, like, the backflip over, and the car drives off, and then, like, that's when the other cops get there, and they're like, oh, man, you lost him. And he's like, There's, they, you still have a visual on the car. Yeah! Like, a couple of you guys just pulled up on cars. Keep chasing them. <laughs> Fire a couple rounds at them. Something. I, I don't know. Uh, that was that was just me at that part of the movie. But, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's still the first act. Oh, yeah, and then all the cops get there, and they're like, uh, what are you doing, Jake? Uh, that's Michael Rooker's character, Jake something. Uh, like, as of an hour ago, I thought you were officially retired. And it's like, uh, I am. Okay. <laughs> 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 well, like, that settles that, and then the rest of the movie is him retiring on a beach. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he, what did, what did he open up? Uh, oh, the boat repair shop. Boat repair shop, yeah. because obviously that's a lot easier than being a cop. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just retiring, living in his houseboat, the boat repair shop. Uh, except on the way out, he ran into some reporters and basically called out the the torch or the torture or whatever the, the serial killer, saying like, "Ah, he's a coward and a pussy, and I almost had him. I'll get him next time." That kind of thing. Uh, so then he's like having his little retirement party on his houseboat, and uh, he gets a call, and it's Jean Claude uh, basically teasing him like. Uh, you will never be as smart as me. You will never find me. You are you are a horrible man. You, you will you can uh, was it, uh, you cannot retire because I will follow you everywhere you go. Yeah, just real fucked up shit. Um, and then okay, so so far, eh, the movie's just a standard uh, standard cop drama. Well, you know, serial killer on the run, cop after him. <laughs> this is where it gets a little weird. Um, He's approached by certain military types. Um, yeah. You know, the guys in suits. Uh, you think black. FBI, CIA kind of thing, MIB. And they take him to a secret facility. Uh, take, take Michael Rooker, that is. Uh, to a secret facility to show that they've been cloning people um, in order to fight terrorism. Now, that may sound like a ridiculous idea. It really is. However that's what this movie is <laughs> yeah. uh they basically open up like the bombay doors whatever mm-hmm. and there's something that looked like jeff goldblum's the fly but in the jurassic park amber <laughs> you know it kind of looked like one of those japanese paper lanterns oh yeah yeah, yeah. i can see that yeah that's what it kind of looked like to me like i was like i was trying to think like does it look like the Jeff Goldblum the fly, or does it look more like uh, what they? Um, oh my goodness, I'm trying to think the other movie where they was Sid. Oh, Virtuosity. Like yeah, Virtuosity? Yeah. No, it was yeah, it was more Paper Lanterning to me. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, you can you basically see that there's like a, there's a, hu- a human in there. figure in there. Yeah, like a giant six foot tall <laughs> fetus. Uh, Is Jean Claude six foot? I don't, I don't know, five foot four. Belgian fetus I don't know you can't really tell it from outside but 
then they open it up and dump out <laughs> dump out Jean-Claude Van Damme buck naked covered in milk and <laughs> yes. some sort of stuff. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Jean-Claude is 5 foot 10 according to the internet. So he's 5'4". Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. <laughs> he's the same height as Sylvester Stallone. Oh. And Jason Statham and Chuck Norris. And Tom Cruise. And Gary Coleman. No. Bolo Yang, on the other hand, apparently is only 5'6". I can see that. Um, but yeah, so Jean-Claude's there, buck naked. Yeah. Um, and basically the whole time they're, they're saying he's, he's a replicant. He, mm-hmm. We basically took some DNA from this serial killer guy. They found him. a hair with a hair follicle still attached. Yeah. Uh, and then they like casually mention um, that his telepathic powers have been turned up like 10 we times am- They amplified his telepathic powers so uh, he should know where the killer is at all times and be able to read his mind once he acclimates. Yeah. Cause he, but he needs human interaction to acclimate. And that's where Rooker Howard comes in. Rooker Howard? I'm sorry. <laughs> Wrong movie. <laughs> sorry. Wrong movie. <laughs> We're talking about Deckard, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't, 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 don't turn this off just yet. We're, uh, <laughs> I know this sounds ridiculous, but it's going to get it's better. It's called a replicant, so. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's uh, kind of like Blade Runner, but with Jean-Claude Van Damme. No. And no future, and it's not a noir. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so then there's a whole thing about uh, Jean-Claude being taught how to walk and stand and mm-hmm. uh, understand the concepts of language just by being in a room and watching gymnastics and practicing in his little little bunker room. Eating mashed potatoes with his fingers. Yes, eating mashed potatoes with his fingers. And then his first human contact being Michael Rooker. Mm-hmm. Um, Rooker Howard. <laughs> or Rooker Howard, who's <laughs> apparently in this movie as well. I just missed him. <laughs> Oh my god, Rooker Howard would have been pretty amazing in this movie. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's learning to be human. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also get our first splits. Um, <laughs> when he's Because Steve, is ta- are you going to keep a count of all the splits the entire month? Yes, pretty much. Yeah, so at the uh, end we can do a big tally of how many splits we've witnessed? Sure, yeah. yeah. Oh, so I mean, so and this is 2001 Jean-Claude, too. This yeah. is a good 13, 14 years after uh, Bloodsport. Pri- this is not prime Jean-Claude. Yeah, so he's doing gymnastics and then, you know, he does like the handstand and then down to the splits so slowly. And it's yeah. like, oh, impressive. Very impressive. And then, yeah, Michael Rooker comes in to implant on him or whatever. Mama. Imprint. No. Imprint. That's it. Yeah. And so then... Hang- and by handcuffing him to yeah, a table. Handcuffing him to a table. And then he rips the table off the wall. Yeah, Jean-Claude just freaks out. As ah, he should. Ah. As he should. Uh, and so then they handcuff to one another, and they're heading out to, I guess, check out... Uh, the past crime scenes and see if you know his psychic abilities jump in and help out in any way yeah. uh, one of my favorite things though is on the way out there like going to a helicopter or whatever to you know leave the secret facility and it's you know sunny outside and you know Jean-Claude's never the replicant's never been outside so I'm like ah yeah. oh, it's really bright he's like hey I need your sunglasses and the guy's like careful these are $500 sunglasses and Mike Rooker's like really? Michael Rooker hands Jean-Claude his sunglasses and then puts the $500 ones on. He's like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> By the sweet. way, uh, you may be wondering, as uh, as our main character was wondering, if this guy is a replica of the, the killer, why don't we just take a picture of him and pat plaster it all over the city? 
apparently nobody can know about this project because we couldn't just take a picture of him and be like, oh, we found this picture in the archives. Have you seen this dude? Have you seen this man maybe wearing a Tommy Wiseau wig? Uh, <laughs> well, because nobody's seen him. Nobody's lived to see him. Yeah. Yeah, crazy stuff. Uh, so they go uh, to the first site, which was like a uh, burned out. Uh, I think it's the burned out building from the start of the movie. Yeah, um, the fresh one. And so they're like walking around. Michael Rooker's like, well, do you see anything, dummy? Come on. Come on. What about this? What about over here? How about this? Yeah, you're like showing like crime scene <laughs> photos. Like, how about her? You got anything off her? Answer me, you freak. And then uh, three cops kind of show up. And Jean-Claude has to like fight them off because they're like, threatening to tase him or take him take him away i don't know something something like that uh it just leads to a little like fight scene where it's really just jean-claude just trying to get away but he's really good at it and the cops aren't uh, <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh they go to another site they went to the house from a couple of years ago that was still for sale oh yeah that's right <laughs> and the uh, the poor confused uh real estate agent who recognized the cop from tv yeah yeah that tv cop by yeah. the way he must be on TV all the time because all of the reporters call him by his first name. Yeah, Jake. Jake. Hey, Jake, what happened here? <laughs> and he's always just like, no comment, no comment, no comment. But still, it's, yeah, it's yeah. weird. Uh, the best part with the Should've been real estate agent is when uh, you know, Jean-Claude's just kind of like walking through the whole place, like having a flashback of apparently <laughs> of when the real serial killer or whatever was there and like you know sending people on fire walking out through the basement and then walking down the driveway and the real estate agent's like has he been here before in another life right <laughs> wait a lot of rain in this movie too yeah well he likes the rain he does like the rain <laughs> yeah that comes into play later um so then michael rooker goes to visit his uh lady cop friend yeah and uh Oh my god, that's right. There's the whole scene where uh, he ties Jean-Claude like, to a pipe in the basement or whatever, so he's not there. And uh, the kid finds him. Like, her her son finds him. Yeah. And is, like, offering him food because he's, like, eating out of the dog bowl. And, and the kid's like, no, man, mm-hmm. here, try some of this. Oh. Yeah. Mm, is that good? And the dramatic music. And then cut to the adults talking, and then the kid's screaming, and he runs in and is covered in blood. And of of course, cop goes in, beats the living hell out of Jean Claude. Yeah. What did you do? Why did you touch him? Mom comes around and goes, "No, the dog knocked him over. The dog knocked him over. It wasn't his fault." Oh, oh my Claude mistake. Does a good job of looking like a scared, beaten puppy. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, really, there's some decent acting in this movie. Yeah. Like, and oh, more, more on the stunt work later. But <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, oh, oh, god. So then. <laughs> He takes Jean-Claude back to his house where apparently he lives with his mom or something? Uh, no, to, he to took it to Rooker's his mother's house because he didn't want to take it to his house, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, he, oh, it was his, he took it to his house. It was, that was his wife, right? And then his son. Because the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. that's his house. That's his wife. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's his, not just his friend. It's oh, his okay, wife. it's his wife. And she, like, walks into the bathroom while... Jean-Claude's in his underwear because Michael Rooker's looking so this for... this is the mom. The, so he then oh. doesn't want Jean-Claude around the, his son, so he takes him to his mom's house. Okay, and yeah. he takes Jean-Claude into his mother's bathroom, ties him to a pipe in there, and starts... Oh, because uh, they're tracking him. Yeah, yeah so looking he's for, looking the, tracking for the tracking devices. So he basically strips poor Jean-Claude down to his skivvies. And while his mom walks in and goes, 
Honey, what what happened? That man's been beaten. Why? No, no, Moss, not what it looks like. Uh, you gotta trust me. Uh, I'm trying to find a serial killer. <laughs> like, like the... You know, if you treat him like a criminal, he's gonna act like a criminal. You you stay out of this. I'm look I'm looking for devices. <laughs> Is it in here? Uh, yeah, yeah he's uh, he's getting in there. Yeah. Uh, I'm working, Mom. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay, then there's the scene where okay. And there's a scene where we go to the uh, serial killer. Uh, he sees a a mom like like grab her child like sternly and like oh don't do that ah and it like triggers him and so he you're a bad boy yeah and so then he follows them like to their their van and like tries to you know basically like tries to like kidnap her like grab her or whatever it's like you're a bad mother. And yeah. and then like while she's struggling and screaming and stuff, like there's guys that pull up in a car like, "Hey, what's going on here?" And he just like sidekicks one of them right in the face yeah. while they're still in the car. And uh, then she runs into I, I don't know a kitchen at like a hotel or a restaurant or something. And there's like all the chefs there like, "Hey, you can't be running around in here. What are you doing?" And he's just beating <laughs> the shit out of them. And by uh, the way, completely yeah. unrealistic because. In case you don't know, all of the kitchen staff are on parole. They all have records. In every single kitchen, pretty much. Like There was not enough tattoos on that kitchen staff. No, there wasn't. And every <laughs> single one of those guys is, like, prison strong. They would have beaten the... They would have made Jean-Claude their bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but in this one, yeah, he Yeah, and then kick, he murders her in the corner of the, the kitchen there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they don't show a lot, but you can tell it's gruesome. It's pretty bad. You know, I have to give this movie, they give you they give you everything you need to know that the murders are incredibly violent without actually having to show all the gore, and I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good stuff. You I, know he's a violent, fucked up motherfucker. Yeah, very very <laughs> sociopath just doesn't give a shit about anybody yeah. except him. Uh, but then even that starts to change a little later. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, so Michael Rooker takes Replicant... Um, yeah. back to the police station because uh, they're, they're basically like taking a picture of him and then running it through the database to see if they can find out who the real serial killer is, like a profile <laughs> and address and all that. You know this is against uh, department policy. Yeah. yeah. You're not even supposed to be here. You're supposed to be retired. Uh, but they find <laughs> they find a hit and it's a, a South African guy uh, la- with last address at, on Powell Street somewhere. And so they go to check that out, and they they're going around this apartment, you know, a little uh, little B and E, you know, obviously off the books, no warrant, all that fun stuff. But then they stumble upon the back room, and there's basically a shrine to Jake in that back yeah, room. Yeah, there is. It's like one of those creepy ones, like all the like magazine clippings and stuff. Yeah, and the newspapers just there's, up on the wall. Candles, candles, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. And then there's the uh, the computer. It says, like, press any key to continue. That's, like, the screensaver. I don't see the any key. Yeah, exactly. You can find the any key. Uh, but, he, you know, they start hitting buttons, and it's all these different uh, crime photos. It's it's uh, the pictures he took as the killer of the victims right before he yeah. burned them. Uh, and then he they're hitting it, and the, suddenly a uh, replicant oh, who's out in the car, yeah. he his spidey sense is tingling, and he needs to tell Jake something. Jack. Jack. And he basically, yeah, tears the car apart so he can get out. Goes running up the stairs. Jake's just pushing the any key. (laughs) Yeah, pushing the any key. Just keeps pushing it and pushing it until his finger's sore. 
And then he hears from the hallway, Jake, Jake. Just then, Jake. the printer fires up. But it's not a printer. It's a bomb. Beep, 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 beep. Everybody get out of the room. Get out of the room. Oh, one the, of the guys got vaporized. Yeah, it looked like one of the guys that went with them got vaporized in the explosion. I, yeah, I don't remember seeing him later in the movie, like even wheeled yeah. out on a cart. Or, oh no, I guess he not a, he was put in the back of an ambulance a uh, couple minutes later. But yeah, it, it looked like he just vaporized. <laughs> uh, as unfortunate as that is, so he saved Jake's life. Right, and then that's when uh, in the explosion, uh, replicant goes downstairs and like out of the building because he knows that uh the serial killer um is is nearby to like watch the explosion and make sure everybody dies or something like that and that's when they see each other from across the street and of course the serial killer is really intrigued and confused at the same time because not as confused as he should have been though he was taking it quite well considering he just saw carbon copy of himself pretty stoic response i would say Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah it leads him like down a hallway and like kind of traps him like who are you what are you doing who are you i am a copy a copy i do you're a bad man, or something like that. And then uh, there's they. It, oh yeah, that's right. It's in a we bar. We sisters, you and I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then there's the bar fight where yeah. it's Jean Claude kicking Jean Claude's ass. And, yeah, and then murdering the bar pay, the bar uh, owner. Yeah, that was fucked up. Yeah, uh, but that guy it, just wanted the, them out of his bar. He didn't care whether they killed each other it, or not. You guys can't, you guys can't fight here. You gotta take that shit out in the street. <laughs> and then he gets shot like three times, including one in the neck. So he's like bleeding out right uh, next to replicant Jean Claude, who's obviously losing his shit because he's never seen anything like that he's before. Never watched any. He, uh, well, I guess he saw a guy get vaporized in an explosion, but, but he's never <laughs> seen somebody get shot or yeah. bleed to death. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good little scene. I yeah. really liked it. And then from that point. Uh, Michael Rooker basically has lost Replicant. Yes. And so he basically tri- tricks the agency into tracking him. Tracking him. And, and he's in the red light district. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and here comes the scene that does not need to be in this movie. Are you, are you, this is an intricate scene to this movie. You're right. This is a pivotal plot device. A, a lady of the evening finds Replicant just kind of wandering around and is like, hey, you need a friend? Blah, blah, blah. Hey. Takes her I even give you a good night. <laughs> takes him up to her room, starts, you know, rubbing get, up get on little, him. Little rubby dubby. She's got porn playing in the background. Hey, by the way, that's going to be $100 since you're already rubbing up against me. But he can't stop. Uh, 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 uh. He pins her down on the I bed. Said that's a hundred dollars. <laughs> get off of me! No, get off of me! <laughs> she runs over. She calls her pimp. We got a deadbeat up here. Turns around. He's just his shorts. <laughs> He's just his short. Has no idea what just happened. Is it um, your first time? I didn't know. <laughs> oh, you better get out of here. They're going to kick your ass. They're going to fucking kill you. And then, of course, <laughs> in walks the, uh, I don't know, Russian bald pimp guy. Yeah, you. It's all, <laughs> so, You'll recognize him. A pimp's love is very different from that of a square's. Um, <laughs> Upgrade's gonna get so, his money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so many movies have like the white Belarusian pimp that just kind of comes in like, you no pay money, I kill you. Ah! Um, and this is one of those movies. Jean Claude 
kicks his ass. He gets his ass kicked a little bit, but yeah, then yeah, Well, there's because there's like three of them, but yeah. once he starts taking them down, uh, basically the horror is like, no, don't hurt my pimp. Yeah. Just go. Just go. But look me up when you get out. <laughs> okay, because the cops show up. The cops up. show up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look. and... Yeah, Michael, Michael Rooker, Rooker's with yeah, them, and yeah, it's like, yeah. no, don't shoot Don't shoot guy. him, don't shoot him, he's with me. <laughs> like, okay, follow-up questions. Uh, what the hell is he doing with you in the Red Light District? <laughs> uh, yeah, the hooker's saying, oh, look me up when you get out. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, and at this point, it's like, what do you see? That's right, he's looking at the picture of the uh, lady, like, in the revolving doorway. And uh, that's when yes. Michael Rooker's like, what do you see? What do you Aww. see? And then he like starts drawing a picture on the windshield, and it's like a picture of a clock and a house, and so a triangle like, and a and a and a clock face. Yeah, and Michael Rooker knows exactly where oh, that is. Oh, that's the Seattle Crown Hotel. Everybody knows that. R- wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> look, look, I, I, I'm all for a plot device. Don't get me wrong, so, but that's yeah, a stretch. So they have a picture of a woman who uh, they think she must be a tourist because they don't have any records on her. Because apparently passports don't come up when the super secret whatever department looks things up. But uh, yeah, they're they're looking for her. She, they're assuming she's at the Crown Hotel. He runs in and as an ex-cop, he does the dumbest thing. He runs right up to the uh, concierge and is like, have you seen this lady? Well, are you a cop? Well, no, you just need to tell me. Well, who are you? Just tell me where she is. <laughs> you don't have time for this. Just tell me. It's like, no, we can't do that. And so then they just make a V-line for the, the elevators. And, of course, the hotel staff kind of like, you can't go up there without being accompanied by hotel staff. And so Michael Orger just, like, grabs him, throws him in the elevator, like, you're coming with us. <laughs> like, that's kidnapping, you But uh, replicant Jean-Claude knows exactly where to go mm-hmm. because he's seeing it through the eyes of a killer. Yeah, room 1404. Oh, that's right. And the smoke's, like, coming out because the fire alarm oh, just started going yes. off. That's right. Um, so they go into the bust into the suite. They're looking around and they find a woman dead in the bathtub who was apparently burned to death. Only her head pool? is burned because her legs are yeah. fine. Yeah, her legs are perfectly fine. But That's... yeah, they just burned. He just burned her head for some reason. It's a little fucked up. Uh, but then they. Re- but Michael Rooker looks up and he realizes that's not the smoke alarm that's going off. It's a different one. So that's why they run down the hallway. Yeah, run down the hallway down. Go down the service yeah, elevator. Yeah, service elevator into the basement. Uh, and then, that's right, that's when uh, Replicant basically locks Michael Rooker on the other side and goes down into the sewer. Yeah. And finds Tommy Wiseau there waiting for him <laughs> on a fucking motorcycle. Yeah, by the way, honey, your hotel <laughs> has a doorway to the sewer, right? No. Why? Why would any hotel have a doorway to the sewer? For easy access. Of course, but I don't know. I, honey, actually, we probably you- do. I just don't check it out <laughs> how else are you supposed to get the homeless people out of the hotel you can't just walk them out the front door you gotta walk them out through the sewer that yeah. makes sense you gotta hide bodies down there <laughs> uh, but, but yeah just yeah, where else do you put j- the mattresses where in the, the sewer there's the motorcycle there and jean-claude sitting there like leon like hey, what are you you are exactly like me like uh, was genetic double? Genetic double. he can't say clock but he can say genetic double yeah <laughs> Yeah, there's there's flaws in some of the logic. I'll I'll give you that. And then yeah, basically, there, I don't know. The serial killer's trying to like mind fuck. I'm like, you're like my brother. Jake, yeah, ser- Jake's no, gonna ser- kill me, and he's gonna kill you too. The serial killer immediately falls in love with little Jean Claude. Oh, of course. I mean, because who wouldn't? Apparently, he, he loves himself. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. 
Fun so stuff. yeah, so so big Jean Claude <laughs> gets away. Serial killer Jean Claude gets away. Um, Michael Rooker meets back up with little Jean Claude. Yeah, and, and they like go to the boathouse for some reason, and, and that's when he's like, "Would you kill me, Jake?" Oh, they end up in the morgue. Of a, they end up in no, morgue. no, okay, yeah. Then there's oh, the scene where the Jean, hospital. yeah, Jean Claude goes to the hospital. The serial killer Jean Claude goes to the hospital oh, to, yes, see, to his see his mom mother. and show her pictures of, of what the he's woman he's women he's been killing because apparently she had a stroke, so she's basically bedridden. Yeah, and then this and, is where you get the story how yeah. why he was created. She, when he was a kid, she murdered his father in front of him, locked him in a closet, and then tried to burn down the house. Yeah. And then we find out later he was only saved because it rained that day. That's why he likes the rain. That's why he likes the rain. And yeah. uh, so now that she, now that mom is incapacitated, he basically tortures her uh, in the uh, in the the senior hospital section. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and so little Jean-Claude leads them to mom, but by the time Michael Rooker and little Jean-Claude get there, she's already... And then, uh, yeah, he has, like, some kind of flashback or whatever. Oh, she calls him a bad boy, and he goes, no, never again, and then finally yeah. decides to take mom out, because he's escalating. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then Replicant and Michael Rooker show up the next day. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, Replicant has some sort of flashback, and he says, Luke Savard. Like, what? And that's what his name is what the uh serial killer's name is so now they know who it is yeah kind of how to find him blah 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 uh then there's a big standoff at the hospital like we're getting to the last scene here guys yeah. it's gonna get really good by the way there is some incredible stunt driving with an ambulance oh the ambulance chase it's is fucking awesome. fucking awesome i even like the like when they're chasing him like through the hallways of the hospital like uh they're he's just, like taking people in wheelchairs and like throwing yes. them at people <laughs> oh there is no respect for human life Gra grab, it's great grabbing a guy's like colostomy stand and like hitting yes. people oh my god it's great and you just you just want serial killer jean-claude dead yeah. so bad it's yeah, th awesome that, that fucking ambulance thing though where like michael rooker's like oh hanging god. on the side it's like he's and of course like he's like punching through window they got the door open yeah. oh he's about to hit the side and he like gets out of the way slams the door shut eventually after three or four hits the door flies off they're hitting speed bumps so it's they're like slamming into other cars <laughs> yeah they're going cars. up and down different levels Jean-Claude tries to drive it like right off the roof but uh Michael Rooker you know turns it just at the the right time it ends up upside down in the stairwell yeah <laughs> fucking awesome uh and then uh yeah, as it goes down to like a basement, falling after him. <laughs> Michael Rooker gets his ass kicked. Oh, um, he gets his ass kicked. But it's down in the morgue, so now. All right, so I didn't understand when they first enter. It's the laundry room corner, and then you see um, the incinerators. That's not going to play in later. Ooh, the incinerators are at the morgue, except for you don't incinerate bodies at the morgue. Like you would have an incinerator for like dead parts, but it wouldn't be in the morgue. Yeah, we also missed a very important scene. Oh yes, the one where there it's the three of them, Rooker and the two Jean Claudes. In, uh, I assume, like an autopsy room or something like that. Oh, yeah. Cause, and yes. that's when the uh, cause replicant they go, gets no knocked out and stabbed. The, uh, and, they uh, go... Oh, uh, they show up and the head nurse recognizes little Jean-Claude and goes, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Your mother passed away last night. And Michael Rooker's like, Oh, can we see her? He's obviously so distraught he can't talk. That's right. Uh, and they go to see her and little Jean-Claude realizes, Oh, he murdered her. And then that's when Big Jean-Claude comes in and goes, yes, yes, I did. Yes, and I now did. I'm going to murder all these nurses. And I'm going to finally murder Jake because I know you're the one who's been chasing me. And 
Replicant, you need to join me because Jake's going to murder you as soon as he's done with you. And Replicant, you know, basically chooses Jake. And so now Big Jean-Claude has to murder Little Jean-Claude. And they fight and he gets stabbed. And, yeah. and, that's, and that's when, like, uh, Michael Rooker, uh, the fight escalates down to the morgue. And that's when he gets knocked yeah. out. Baz gets shoved in the incinerator ever so slowly on, like, one of those slow conveyor belt things. Oh, his feet are in the fire. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then that's when uh, replicant Jean-Claude jumps in the room. He's like, ah, let him go. And he goes running over. Oh, there's the the fight with the, uh, the oh, my God, those rolling staircase things. Yes. There he, like, climbs that and gets thrown against the wall. And I think there's a, I have marked that there's a splits in there somewhere. There is a splits in there. <laughs> yes. Uh, and they knock down a heater unit. Which oh, yes. <laughs> off the ceiling, which is going to play in later. Ridiculously. Yeah. And then there's the scene where it's Jean-Claude versus Jean-Claude. Yeah. And they're fighting, like, exactly the same. Like, every kick is met kicking each other in the shins. Every punch is, like, knuckle yeah. to knuckle. And it does that, I swear to God, like, 40 or 50 hits in a row. <laughs> oh, it's for, like, a solid three-minute section. Yeah. Where they're just doing this. And they have a, both have a little bit of a confused look. And they're like, ha, I've got him. Oh, shit. He was going to do that, too. Nope. He won't ever think of ah fuck he did that too <laughs> yeah but eventually replicant i don't know hits a little quicker or something like that and wins the fight and he gets knocked out um and then replicant starts walking back to michael rooker who's like just waking up and has a hold of a gun mm-hmm. and michael rooker's like no no turn around shovel to the back of the head oh, of replicant poor replicant uh, but then michael rooker fires off a couple shots and the serial killer jean-claude yeah. he falls down dead as a doornail there's a touching little scene where uh, Replicant Jean-Claude is, my, my family is gone. Everyone's gone. Cut to the heater that got knocked down. Yeah. All of a sudden starts sparking, which shorts out the wire, causing fireworks up the wire back to the fuse box, which the fuse box happens to be right next to... Some sort of acetylene the, torch. The, the pro, it, it's, it's right next to like the propane line, which lights on fire and gets bent because of its blast uh, and aims right for the main propane storage unit. It is one of the greatest Ruth Goldberg fucking explosion oh God, sequences yes. ever out of nowhere. Oh, it is. It, we had to rewind it because we're like, wait, what the what, fuck just what happened? What just happened? Uh, and then little Jean-Claude basically tells Rooker uh, Howard. You keep saying Rooker Rooker Hauer. Rooker Hauer is not in this movie. It's because Replicant and Rooker's being thrown around. It's what else am I supposed to do? Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker. Michael um. Rooker Howard. <laughs> Michael Howard gets told uh, gets thrown out of the room by Little Jean Claude. Little Jean Claude likes basically locks himself in. And, <sighs> well, you forget they do a quick shot of the uh, the morgue trays. Yeah, well. Right before the explosion. Well, and then after the explosion, someone says, yeah, the only ones who made it out of there were the corpses in the fridges. It's like, uh, I don't know why you would say that, A. B, no, they didn't make it out of there because they're corpses. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, whatever. Um, Then we smash cut to like a month later or something. Yeah, and and Michael Howard is in his his home with his son. Is at home with his son and wife. It's a beautiful rainy day. They're hanging out. He's playing video games with his cute little son. 
Who does that kid look like, by the way, with the big glasses? The fucking kid from Jerry Maguire. Oh, you know, he also looks like the kid from uh, Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Di- <laughs> not quite as Down Syndrome as that one, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah. By the way, that kid is not playing video games. He's saying all the right lines, but he's, like, just holding the video game thing at his side, and he's like, I'm gonna beat you, Daddy! I'm gonna win! I better! <laughs> <laughs> the TV's not even turned on. Right, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna and, beat uh, you, <laughs> Michael Rooker Howard <laughs> looks out the window. <laughs> And he sees a figure wearing a jacket stop at the mailbox and put something in and then wander off. But his son distracts him, and then when he looks back, the figure's gone. So he goes and checks the mailbox. With his son. With his son. In the rain. In the rain for some reason. And <laughs> I open it up, and there's a little uh, music box that had belonged to the serial killer's mother. Yeah. With a f- scary fucking clown. By the way, Jean-Claude Van Damme apparently really likes clowns. Who doesn't? Wait, what? Oh, you, uh, Twitter poll. <laughs> Everybody hates clowns. Fact. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so Michael Rooker Howard hands it to his son. <laughs> the look on Steve's face every time I say that, I think it's physically killing him. <laughs> I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Anyway, he likes the rain. He, and, and then what's the next scene? Yeah, we cut to little Jean Claude walking down the street in the bad part of town. He comes up behind a gal in a short skirt. I knew you'd come back. Yeah, come it's on. the hooker from earlier. Come on, let's go away. Let's run off or something. And then roll credits. Replicant, everybody. <laughs> they're, uh, oh, it's so good. There's some good action in this movie. I'll give it that. There's actually some really good acting in this movie, yeah, too. Yeah. It is a fucking ridiculous premise. It sure is. <laughs> but, yeah, it's but a lot better than you it's think it's It's surprisingly well executed. Yeah. And I, there's some really good stunt work. If you are a fan of chase scenes and good stunt work, this is this is a good one. Absolutely. The highest recommendation. Well, yes. yeah, a high yeah. recommendation if it's your kind of movie. Honey, on a scale of, uh, let's see, what do you think is the best Jean-Claude Van Damme movie? Double Impact. On a scale of Double Impact to... Double Impact. What's no, the worst? <laughs> well, I was going to say, what, what would you consider the oh, worst one? The worst Jean-Claude movie? Uh, he just doesn't make bad movies. Which one would be the, is the hardest to watch? <laughs> Cyborg? All right, so on a, scale of, <laughs> on a scale of double impact to Cyborg. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's on the higher end. I'd yeah. be that. <laughs> man, honey. I think... Man, honey. Man, honey. <laughs> man, honey, you know what I could really go for is right it, now? <laughs> is, that what, is that what Jean-Claude Van Damme was covered in when he came out of that thing? Was covered in man, honey? Yes, he was covered in man, honey. Also, when he left the prostitute's house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I made man, honey. <laughs> No, you know what I could really go for right now? What's that? Some commercials for other podcasts. That sounds great. And then when we come back... More Michael Rooker Howard. More Michael Rooker Howard facts. You didn't even know he existed. Uh, And other stuff. When we return. Hey, everyone. Brendan here from What Were They Thinking Podcast. Just chiming in to say congratulations on nearly two years of hilarious podcasts, insightful podcasts, to Stephen Izzy, of everything I learned from movies. You guys are great. We've collabed a couple times. we got a big collaboration coming up in the month of January. I'm not sure when this is airing, but it's in the month of January, towards the end. And I'm very excited about that movie, as I'm sure you guys are. Um, Yeah, you guys are awesome. Keep it up. 
Wicked. Wicked cool. Wicked pissa. Um, and uh, that's all I got, guys. I just want to say congrats. And I love you. Both of you. Equally. So much. Okay. Bye. Hey, do you like movies? Hey, do you like podcasts? If you do, then come on down and listen to the Home Video Hustle podcast, homie. Hustle, hustle. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Well, every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I pick a bunch of movies at random. Sometimes there's a theme to it, sometimes not. PJ picks the movie up, and guess what? We watch it on Friday. We talk about it for about maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever we feel like doing. Might give you something good to watch, baby. Come on down every Friday. So come get your hustle on with Home Video Hustle. You can find the show on any podcatcher app, or you can come down to homevideohustle.popping.com. All of them in one place for you. So you can go ahead and binge it like it's Netflix. We ain't the Defenders. Uh, but I like to think we a little bit better than that. <laughs> Come out at your boys, man. Come chill with us. Peace. Peace. We're happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. Listen to me. Please listen. If you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you! Are you ready to enter the sci-fi double feature drive-in? Every month we hold a special double feature with a very interesting theme thought up by your host, the conspiracy-loving Elisa, and yours truly, Jared the Kaiju Man Wegelin. We discuss giant monsters, little monsters, genetic abominations, robots gone awry, aliens coming to Earth, cryptids, and anything in between. So join us at the sci-fi double feature drive-in podcast every first and third Thursday of the month. And don't forget to stop by our snack bar first. Hi guys, we interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait, isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we, I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. Yeah, where can they find us? Patrick. Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex, and you can go to Facebook.com slash Soup Complex. But our main page is on Podbean, and you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, yes. what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't the same. You tried. Oh, man, those were some awesome commercials. Simply the best. Oh. And nothing less. I feel so satiated now. Absolutely. Except for, I'm still a little bit, excuse me, I'm still a little bit parched. Oh, that's good, because I got a little beverage for you. Mm. From Sierra Nevada and Chico Nevada, or Chico, Chico, California. From Nevada. Chico Nevada, Sierra Nevada, Chico California, Trip in the Woods, Barrel Age Series, Islay Fog, a salted caramel scotch ale, you do fucking love me. Mm. This beer is 11.3 alcohol by volume. Hell yeah. Let's pop the top on that. A nod to the moody Scottish Isle, famous for whiskey production. This barrel-aged beer lives up to its name. Salted caramel Scotch-style ale is aged in Islay Scotch whiskey barrels, lending to beer's intense, uh, spiritous aromas and flavors. 
Its smoky, peaty, char- uh, smoky, peaty character makes it an ideal after-dinner sipper. When beer meets barrel, incredible things happen. A passage of time and influence of wood combine to create a final product that's so much greater than the sum of its parts. Our Trip in the Woods series is designed to highlight the complex interplay between beer and barrel. Each beer is matured in wooden oak or wooden casks originally used to age in mellow spirits, and the time in slumber creates rich and layered flavors unique to this difficult and hands-on process. Nice. California redemption value. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> wow. Who says you're not a completionist? Um, <laughs> All right. Let's right, the top on that. Going to release the cage. Let's see if this one... Well, we're already having better luck than we did with our last barrel-aged beer. It didn't just launch right off? It. No, it didn't. All <laughs> right. Let me lift up. Yay! Woo! I do love that noise. Mazel tov. Mm, we got this on our trip uh, to Sierra Nevada for oh, Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. We sure did. Yeah. Ooh, that is a beautiful looking beer. Oh man, this is. This is a dark beer. It's really beautiful and ruby. Look at the light shining through there. Yeah, really dark brown, but with ruby highlights. Nice yeah. khaki colored head. It's got a khaki colored head. Steve's going to go in for the sip on this uh, sensual beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wicked piss, huh? Mm-hmm. He's going in for the sip. He's taking it like a man. Oh, wow. Oh, did you just come? That is a damn fine scotch ale. Are you covered in man honey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's basically... Like, it definitely tastes like, uh, like a scotch ale, which is basically like a watered-down scotch. But yeah. It definitely also has, yeah, like that little like sweet chocolatey note. Yeah, you definitely with, get the salt on it. That brings yeah, out a lot of the caramely notes. And then the salt and then and then after the salt's gone, you get hit with that smoky peat. Yeah. Like pretty hard. This is this is delightful. This is goddamn amazing. Oh man. Uh yeah, if you get your, if you have a chance to get your hands on any of the Trip in the Woods series, mm-hmm. all the ones we've tried so far are goddamn fucking amazing. So do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. Do it now. Uh, so who wants some fun facts about this movie? Woo! Fun facts! Super fun facts because they're fun, fun facts. Well, first fun fact. Uh, Rooker Hauer is not in this movie. What? I know. Despite uh, Izzy's best efforts, uh, it is Michael <laughs> Rooker who stars in this movie. But Rooker Howard is in a movie about replicants. He sure is, but not this one. <laughs> no. Uh, the other one, <laughs> the other real fun fact Please that I have. Please tweet at Steve and tell him I am not crazy for getting this uh, mixed up while drinking. Good luck with that, sweetie. At one point, uh, two other actors were in the main roles for Ooh. this movie. Ooh. Those actors were <gasps> James word. Woods. What? And Jennifer Lopez. What? I assume James Woods was the serial killer slash replicant. And Jennifer Lopez was the cop? Or Jennifer Lopez is the serial killer. I don't see that as much, but I I do because there's some nude scenes and some stripping down scenes. (laughs) Yeah, Jennifer Lopez coming out covered in manhoney would be pretty... Pretty interesting. James Woods stripping her down. Oh, James Woods definitely. Uh, James Woods would definitely be looking for a tracking device on her. Yeah. Are they in Jen- these? Huh? Huh? How about down in here? Do, do you Is see Jennifer? Do you see Jennifer Lopez stripping James Woods down in a bathroom? Yes. 
<laughs> I see James Woods volunteering for that role. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> but do you see the directors going for it? I mean... Okay, you may have a point. The director, <laughs> maybe James Woods was also the director at one point. Ooh, Steve, I know that you would let Jennifer Lopez trip you down in a bathroom and look for <laughs> tracking devices at any time. True. I mean, she's not Elizabeth Shue. Although, but... in in my defense, who do you think was more likely to be hanging on the side of an ambulance during that ambulance chase scene? James Woods or Jennifer Lopez? <laughs> You know what? I would like to see Jennifer Lopez trying to do an action role. I actually really would. You see, you say that uh, you haven't seen enough. No, I haven't. Um. <laughs> Ooh, let's make it Angelina Jolie. We know she can do action. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, James Woods, Jennifer Lopez. That's uh That would have been that's inter- interesante. That's so good. That's the only fun fact I have about this movie. <laughs> Not a whole lot on this one. Oh my God, uh, James Woods. I feel like very few people even know it exists. I know I didn't until I did not today. know this exists, and yet your depth of uh, your depth of action movie knowledge is pretty deep. So <laughs> I like for you so. not to know about this. Uh, well, and especially with Double Impact being like one of your favorite Jean Claude yeah. movies, how come this was never referred? <laughs> I'm starting to realize there's a lot more. <laughs> Uh, a lot more movies than I thought of in Jean-Claude's uh, library where there's two to three of him. <laughs> oh, did we miss out on doing Jean-Claude Duplicate Month? Maybe, but uh, there is more Jean-Claude Van January left. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, thank you again for listening. Yes, thank uh, you so much. Big shout out to Castaways, Potter and Family, Movie Pod Squad. Uh, the didgeridoos. No, I know. I'm just people up now. Um, but yeah. Download us now on didgeridoo. <laughs> Didgeridoodle cast. And, uh, uh, yeah, we're eilfm.podbean.com. Of course, we're on all the podcatchers. You know that because you're listening to us right now. Yeah, but uh, subscribe and those automatically load up on your phone or iPad or iPod or downloading iPhone directly into your skull. I don't, I don't know how things work anymore. Your wireless ear sensors. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you guys so much for downloading and listening and putting up with our bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of bullshit to be had. Oh, we so really appreciate it. Piles and piles of it. And if you want more from us, patreon.com slash EILF movies. That's everything I learned from movies. Uh, it's also great art that my wife Izzy makes at untidyvenus.etsy.com. Yeah, if you uh, want to see what beers we're drinking, check us out on Untapped. We use my at untidyvenus. Yeah, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Inst- even Instagram and all that yeah. stuff. Get those sick ass memes. Like memes. Follow Steve. Indeed. Uh, so until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I, I Learned from, from movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Are you a replicant? or a replicant.